0: Welcome to the Everything Music Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Borning. In this podcast, you'll hear from teachers, musicians, and others about their experiences in learning and teaching music. In today's episode, we talk to a former teacher of mine, Lisa Fournier Donley. She's a band director and choral director, and she's taught general music, She's been a teacher for 35 years. We talked about creating memorable moments for students, the challenges of being a post-COVID band director and choral director, how to make connections with challenging students, and we also talked about Lisa having to adjust her primary instrument due to dental issues. And we talk about tons of other stuff, too. I hope you enjoy the show.
1: is really long but oh my oh, god it's so good it Tom it's so is good it? yeah. it's a documentary on him he's still alive did you know he sold more albums than the Beatles in 1964 and 65 seriously seriously you have to watch it he's a sculptor he's a
0: painter he's the only one thing I remember about Herb Alpert is that he produced a oh, Janet Jackson album. Oh he he is like the A
1: in A and M records. So really? he, yes, I'm telling you. Right, you yeah, have yeah. to watch it.
0: It's you're, unbelievable. You're not the first person to tell me about this documentary, actually. That's really funny. This is a
1: perfect day to watch it, because I'm telling you. Yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, he sold more records than the Beatles and from I think it's sixty five to sixty six. He was like everywhere. Everywhere
0: it's so funny. I what, you know, he just knew it. He knew what to do.
1: Well, he, he found his way. He but like, here's the thing that I, because I thought of you right away. So he, um you know, played the trumpet, right? But then he's like, so I was kind of getting, you know, pretty good. So my parents were like, oh, we'll get you some lessons. And he literally took lessons from like the first year trumpet from this such and such symphony when oh, he was little. Yeah. And then he went into the military. He's in the military band. He goes, and here I am thinking... You know, I'm a decent trumpet player. And then these guys are like, oh, there's like 12 guys that are just better than me. (laughs) And so, and it's just, it's so cool. But they talk about, and you know this as a trumpet player, and I know it because that's what I grew up listening to because that was my dad's favorite, was, you know his sound in three notes, like three notes in and you know that's Herb Albert. And he still plays and you should hear him play. And it's still him. Yeah, And he's like 88. And yeah. Jude plays still every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally believe that because like, he he just had like a, it's like a, for, 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 so a comparison would probably be like like Lee Lottnay from Chicago, mm-hmm. who like Herb Alpert and Lee Lottnay when they record stuff, you know, you, you hear know? them and go, you don't hear them and go, that's the most amazing trumpet player in the world. But their style is, Mm -hmm. like, super cool, and they're just really accurate. Oh, yeah. um, Effortless, though. Like, I've never watched
1: a video of him playing. Like, I've always had the records. And I'm watching, and it's like nothing. Yeah. It's like nothing. I'm going, okay. This is... I was hooked. Well, because it reminds me of being a kid, too, because that's what we listen to. Yeah, sure. No, I had... uh... My dad had all the records, and my brother. I remember. And I, would I listen to them. that.
0: I definitely remember trying to see through that whipped cream. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, yeah. My
1: brother too. I was just. Th- <laughs> I always thought it was like you know like ooh, whipped cream. <laughs> I didn't have that any type of you know fantasies about it. But they did talk about that album too. They're like every teenage boy. I think it was Sting. Every teenage boy was like we were like we love and he produced Sting. I mean he you
0: would oh really yes oh wow you wouldn't believe he's oh, wow. the A
1: in A and M records which I never knew. It's so cool. So you have to right. watch it. You'll like it.
0: I will. I will definitely watch it. That's really cool. Mhm. All right, so Lisa Fournier Donnelly is yes. here today. Mhm. The hyphenated. The hyphenated. Um, yep. How long you been teaching?
1: I just finished year 35, so I started, I know, I started in 1988 at 21. Oh my gosh. I know, I had that late birthday thing, so, 1988, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah, 21, I was, I was 22. Yeah. Yeah, yep, wow. Yeah. Oh my word.
1: It's still fun though. Yeah? I, I think when I stop having fun that's when I, I know that I'm done.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. I definitely get more stressed out than I used to. But you're right, I am still having fun.
1: I mean, the kids are the best part. They're the fun. I still have fun with them. And, you know, we'll get into it. I teach everything. But I still find fun with everything that I teach them. And it's, a lot of it is talking to the kids and getting to know the kids and laughing with the kids Um, and I feel like they keep me young Mm. and um, so it's still fun and we make music together and they include me and when they include me we make magic if they keep me at arm's length it's very formal Mm. and I don't know if you've noticed that over the years but if they bring me in it's magic it's not just music it's something very special Mm. Because you have those years with those kids, like when I had you, I mean, it was magic. We, we made magic together. Um, and then you have kids that are like, mm, I'm just going to play. I'm just going to sing. And, you know, you're going to stay over there. And I'm going to stay over here. And it's fine. It's, you know, it's correct, et cetera. But it's not what music really is, which is a community build. And we're all in this together and we make magic.
0: I remember I've said to myself in my career, I've been always like, if I stop trying to get better, or improve that's when I know I'm done mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. so like I definitely have had to adjust over the years on how I teach things yeah so
1: but that's good that's good for you too so it yeah. keeps it fresh yes because you're always reinventing yourself that's how I feel too like okay that you, didn't work let's yeah. figure out a different way
0: gotta do it Mm-hmm. what do you remember about uh what do you remember about elementary music
1: well, elementary music, I remember, you're going to laugh, well, first of all, I, I went to, you know, Kitu elementary school, um, and I remember I had clarinet, I took, clarinet was my first instrument in the fourth grade, and I had Tony Stevens as my um, instrumental teacher, but I also had Libby Lannon as my music teacher and my chorus teacher, and I remember in fifth grade, she was teaching us a descant part, you know, so everybody's singing, and she would like, I would like someone else to sing the descant, so I... You know, raise my hand, and my friend, and we sang the Desk Can't part. And I remember the next week, because you had music once a week, next week when she came in and she would, you know, shove that piano oh, <laughs> yeah. into the classroom. She co- yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. she and she'd have the auto harp, but she'd have the piano too. Hmm. And uh, she... She was doing the song, and I raised my hand, and I go, can I sing the des- the dustpan part? And she oh. went, the dustpan? I go, yeah, the part that's higher? And she goes, oh, dear, that's the cant." I went, oh, because dustpan, I knew that word. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Dustcan, I didn't yeah. know that word. So that was, like, funny. I remember that specifically from fifth grade. But I had my, I played clarinet, and I had my first solo. I played Snowbird, you know, Anne-Marie's Snowbird. Tony wrote it out for me, oh. and um, and I was hooked. So I played clarinet yeah. all the way through. Um, you know, till sophomore year of actually, yeah, till till the beginning of my junior year and then and then I had problems with um my teeth and and uh the orthodontist kind of messed up and didn't do x rays, so my the eye teeth that were supposed to come down didn't come down, and then they ate away all the roots of the front four teeth. Oh, my. So then, oh, it was huge. It was a huge surgery that I had to have at 16. And it was, I remember it was after marching band season because I was drum major, so we had to do that after. And then I couldn't, I couldn't play clarinet anymore. So, mm. because your teeth, your front four teeth are so important. Oh, Same yeah. thing with trumpet. And so Tony gave me a tenor sax and gave me a... Fingering chart and said, "Here you go, kid." And I went, "Okay." And yeah. then I then I played tenor, you know, my junior senior year, um, and then I've been playing, you know, sax ever since. And then fast forward, I mean, I'll tell you my journey, but I eventually had to have all of the teeth removed, and you know, the front four, and um, had to have uh, dental implants. And that's when Whoa. playing the tuba was my yeah. thing. Oh my <laughs> I was a mean tuba player. <laughs>
0: Uh I almost had to switch you over to tuba for town bands. I know, I
1: was thinking of that. I'm like, you know, I do have a tuba.
0: (laughs) But now it's like, so now my next question is going to be, so did you sing all the way through junior high and high school and stuff? Well,
1: actually, I... Because you, when you, when in in elementary school, yes, I sang. right. Um, in middle school, you had to, you could do either band or chorus because yeah. they met at the same time. Right. So I obviously always did band, and then in high school, eventually my schedule worked out so I had like the primo schedule. Right. You yeah, know? Yeah, so I had yeah, band, yeah. I had chorus, I had music theory. So like the so, last couple years, <laughs> The last or couple something. years, I, I did choir and um and band, and I, I've always sung, so that was that yeah. was always you know always there uh i think as a musician you have to be able to sing uh what i uh, found out uh, <clears throat> my freshman year of college i had this very um eccentric music theory professor and he was doing his masters and he was saying well uh, i'm going to I'm trying to do my master's on. I, I have this theory that whatever you listen to growing up, and that's why you choose your instrument, blah, blah, blah. And he's so he, everybody. Everybody was like true to form. And he gets to me. And he never called me Lisa. He always called me Fournier. So Fournier, what's yours? And I said, well, clarinet was my first instrument. He goes, so did your parents listen to Benny Goodman? I'm like, nope. <laughs> we listened to Herb Albert. And he goes, why didn't you play the trumpet then? said, because we didn't have a trumpet, we had a clarinet. And my two oh. older sisters sucked at it. And so here it was, Lisa, you're playing the clarinet. And so I played the clarinet. But funny thing is, when you learn all the instruments, you know, in college, trumpet was my worst. I have a great French horn sound, euphonium, trombone, tuba, trumpet, mm. something about that mouthpiece mm. did not work for me. So yeah. thank goodness uh, <laughs> trumpet wasn't that's, my a, that's the
0: same for Christine, too. There's really? a lot of people, it's like a, the French horn, you have the overtone series so good. So like if you have a good ear mm-hmm. and there's enough back pressure on it that people can make it work and the... The trombone and baritone—it's like, you know, to get that that low octave there really works. But for some people, like uh, like Christine used to struggle to like hit C in the staff. Mm-hmm.
1: Like she's like, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think that could have been the teeth for me too, because I remember yeah, I still it could had have been, the yeah sure I didn't have the the right teeth at that point. Yeah, uh, but you know I. I The trumpet is really, besides violin, the only Mm. instrument I struggled with in method class. I could Mm. always play just about everything. That was like, I mean, we all have our gifts, you know, our music gifts, Mm. and I'm not a composer, but I could play just about anything and play Mm. it pretty decent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's, I didn't know that was my... I didn't know either. (laughs) I didn't know that was my gift until Mm -hmm. I moved to fifth and sixth grade, Mm -hmm. and I was like honestly I like I feel like I could do maybe not flute
1: mm-hmm. but you could probably do read gigs <laughs> yeah yeah
0: like I I you know it's funny yeah mm-hmm. I probably could but the uh, other
1: thing about being a singer I got into college well back it up like yeah. you senior year you don't know what you're gonna do right you know and I dragged you in because I knew what you should do but I didn't you didn't know yet so that's why I had you come and work with my little guys Um, because I saw you as a teacher Um, but I didn't want to push you but I had you come and work with my little guys and you loved them and they loved you and it was great so for me I had gotten into college already and then it was like senior concert right your May concert and and I had gotten the John Philip Sousa award so you know Tony has me stand Mm -hmm. up and I didn't know so I stand up and And he says, "Oh, and Lisa's John Philip Sousa Award." And then he says, "And Lisa's going to be a music teacher." And I'm like, "I am." Seriously? And I was like, "Oh, I mean, I didn't even audition. I got into college. I wasn't. I was going to be a liberal arts major. I had no idea." And she's at Anna Maria. At Anna Maria, yeah, yeah. And she's going to make a great music teacher. And I went, "Okay."
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's that's funny! I didn't know that.
1: that, so then I go to school in September and I auditioned in right before I took classes and they were yeah. like, yeah, oh, where have you been? So, but again, and you had to sing. So the saxophone professor was an adjunct professor. Yeah. And there were three saxophone majors, right? And, and he never came and he never came and he never came. So we're like, where's this dude? Oh. And, and so the first semester... I got an incomplete because dude never came and we I mean literally we're the three of us all got incomplete said it wasn't our fault he just never wow. came so they fired him I got a new guy in the spring but in the meantime you know you're taking uh, voice class right all the freshmen had to take voice class so I was very comfortable singing so I'm singing away singing away doing all my things and the voice professor she said to me you should be a voice major and I was like oh oh well she was you you could be a voice major and I, well, so i was so like disappointed in the saxophone guy
0: oh right yeah that
1: i just was like okay so i auditioned as a voice major after the end of the year cuz i didn't even like the oh. new guy that they brought in and then i was a voice major for the next 3 years of college isn't
0: that crazy wow. you didn't know okay. that okay <laughs> yeah well i i knew there had to be some singing in there yes it's, so then my next question is going to be piano did you take piano growing up or anything
1: nope I had to I practiced piano more than anything
0: clearly because here's one of my first memories not my first memory but a memory that definitely sticks out about you to me I went this is when you were at Barnstable Middle School teaching and I went and like observed you yeah I was like just for like you had to get so many observations in and Mm -hmm. I just did some during like winter break or Mm -hmm. spring break or something. And I went in and, you know, you had like your your sort of like mini bands. You know, you'd have like, you know, whatever, 12 kids. You'd have like two snares, a Mm -hmm. trumpet, a clarinet, and three flute, whatever. Yep. You know, like a lot of schools actually, especially middle schools. Mm -hmm. I don't know why middle schools always seem to have that schedule. I hate it and I would love to change that. It'll never happen. But no, uh, that's anyways, what it is. anyways, that's what it is. So many places. Mm-hmm. But I remember one thing that you like. You would literally have the score yeah. up on the piano, and yep. you just fr- you, I would transpose everything. I was floored by that. I could not believe how good you were at playing the piano and playing those tunes with the kids. so like fill it out. Oh, the trombones aren't here, but you hear what the trombones have yeah. on the, mm-hmm. the what. Lisa's playing on the piano. I don't know. It was just really cool. So I always, I always wondered that about you. No, yeah, no, pe- I
1: didn't. No, I play piano. I just not, like took in college. In college, that was yep, my that's first like piano yep. lesson. Oh my god, and it kicked my butt. And I'll never forget my. I had this my my piano instructor. She was no lie. She was this tall Lithuanian woman. She had to be six two. And so I come walking in and she goes, ooh, a nice tall girl for the piano. I'm like, okay. So I sit down and she goes, where are your hands? And I'm like, well, I have the tiniest hands. And for someone that's my height, I have teeny tiny hands. And she went, you can't even stretch to an octave. <laughs> And I was like, no, you're right. So she made me soak my hands in hot water every night. And then I would put lotion on them. And then I would like pull apart my fingers to try to stretch them out. Honest to God. And I was scared to death of her.
0: Like Bobby Brady hanging from the (laughs) (laughs) swing set to get taller. That's
1: exactly it. And I, and then my, then I, now I can play an octave, right? And, but I, I was so behind everybody. I had no piano. Um, so She said to me, probably like maybe four or five lessons in, she goes, I don't think you're going to make it. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I don't think you're going to make it as a music ed major. And I was like, oh. (laughs) So I left and I walked back to the dorm and I was so hurt. And then after I got hurt and I was done crying, I got mad. (laughs) And then I was like, I'm going to show you. And I practiced and I practiced. And it was very common for me to practice on the weekends, six hours, just on the piano, because I was going to show her. And what it did was it gave me the kick in the butt that I needed. Um, And I'll never forget, I went in for my piano jury. And I was like misconfident. I could, I had everything memorized. I could start anywhere in any of my pieces. You know, okay, measures of 16, I could start there. I could start anywhere. I was like ready to go. I was so confident, and I don't recommend this to anybody, that I didn't even bring my music to my jury like I come walking in <laughs> you can walk it in and there's all the faculty there and I'm like hey good morning blah 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 I go up on the stage at the grand piano the first song I'd like to play is no, first piece I like to play blah 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 and the key of blah 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 and I put my hands on the keys and I hit the wrong pedal and the keys shifted and I went oh, oh, oh wait a minute okay and then it just you feel the sweat you know running down I'm like, okay but I started and because I had it memorized, my hands knew what, knew what to do, so I just started, boo, 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 and then I was like, okay, then I calmed down, and I did all my pieces, and at the end, I stand up, I take a bow, I smile, and I even grabbed a couple cookies on the way out, <laughs> like, see ya, because I knew, and she said to me, I knew you could do it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she had this big smirk on her face. Like, ha!
0: Oh, so she did mean to, she, she meant to do she it. She
1: meant to give me a kick. Oh, that's and interesting. that's exactly what I needed. Hmm. Um, and I caught up pretty quickly to the other. Thing, that's
0: very people. similar. That's funny. That sounds very similar to Vinnie Macrina and an episode that when I talked to him and how there were a couple kids A couple kids that he had had over the years, you know, Brian Scanlon, who's like a, just a phenomenal trumpet player Mm -hmm. now, but he could, he could have been very good with little to, could have been excellent actually with little to no effort. Mm
2: -hmm. But now
0: he's phenomenal because he took, you know, he's like, no, you didn't practice. You're not serious. I'm not giving you lessons anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he'd come back and he, and he, Talk to the mom too about it mm-hmm. and he's like, Look, you know, just trust me on this. hmm Don't tell him I'm talking to you.
2: Mhm.
0: He's gotta want it. Mm-hmm. And he's gotta you know, and finally it was like, you know, a month or so went by and he's like, All right, but you gotta be serious. Mm-hmm. And he said then Yeah, I took off. He took off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I remember, you know, one of my, my trombone player, Nick, who was phenomenal, mm. but he had leveled off. Right, and when you're the best in the ensemble, you don't get better until somebody is better than you. Then you go, ooh, sure. I want to be like that. So I couldn't get him any further because he had leveled off and he was just like, whatever. And so I said, okay, you're gonna play in the pit. You're gonna play second trombone. And he's like, what? I go, you're gonna play second trombone. And I I brought in Cully Beasley, who's you know in the symphony, who's a phenomenal player. And he didn't know that I was bringing him in. So he comes in, he's sitting next to Cully. He's like, whoa. And now all of a sudden, there he is. He's like, he, he was all over it. He goes, this is awesome. And took him to the next level. But mm-hmm. I couldn't get him there he, until he needed to be with someone who was better than him. And he needed to go, okay. And then he started working again. Um, so you have to have these like little tricks that you <laughs> bring in. So I totally get I totally get it.
0: So then your teaching career... Oh, here we your, go. Your first, your first job, Marston's Mills East, Marston's Mills... Marston's Mills East,
1: Austerville Bay, and BWB was general all,
0: music. Oh, general music. It was
1: all general music. I did that for three years. My second year of that, I was assistant band director with Tony. So,
0: so K th- K through four general? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, five. And it, yeah, it was... It was oh, one yeah, that's five. right. K, that's I didn't right. have K... I had one through five. Mm, yeah. I would go into K on my prep just to give do something with them. But it was one to five. Yeah, because BWB with the fifth grade was there. Yep. Um, and, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. And Austerville Bay at the time was four or five. I mean, it's so funny because Austerville Bay is like, they tore that school down.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: um, but yeah, so I did that. And then um, I got riffed. My third year, I got riffed mm. because of budget. And so then I worked in Falmouth for a year at the middle school. And I'll never forget it. I literally, it was a part-time job, but it was a job. And I literally came from like marching band at Barnstable first period, wearing my Barnstable jacket. Then I would drive to Falmouth and (laughs) and the principal's like, I'm getting you a Falmouth band jacket. So he bought me a Falmouth band jacket and I would switch jackets in the car. Coming from Barstable. and I'd come walking in <laughs> wearing my Falmouth uh, band jacket. Um, but I did that. I did it for one year, and then I was back at Barstable doing instrumental music,
0: elementary, mm-hmm. and then oh, went to four or five, and then okay. I went to
1: Barnstable Middle School. Yeah. So I think I did. Did I do instrumental um, elementary for two years, and then I was at Barnstable Middle School forever? Mm-hmm. So when when did I have you? At at Barnstable, <clears throat> was that eighty summer? I mean, fall of eighty nine. Was that your freshman year?
0: My freshman f- year? my freshman year, yeah, eighty fall of eighty nine is when I started. I th- I want to say Janice. When Murphy. I started,
1: fall of eighty nine. Oh, Tony. so maybe I'm wrong. Because you're okay. are you with were you with Eric Whitcomb? Yeah, yeah, that was my first year. Because yeah. you those trumpets, I'll never forget you guys freshman year. Oh those yeah, trumpets coming in were. You were ready to go. It was great.
0: Well, it was funny because there were only three upper-class trumpets. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden we come in with like six or seven trumpets that year. Yeah. That was pretty fun. So Tony Stevens, our mutual band director, Mm -hmm. you know, and and in my initial, uh, the first podcast where I sort of talk about my music, Mm -hmm. uh, the one person I didn't really talk to because I knew that this was going to happen was Tony Stevens, you know, Mm -hmm. because obviously... Your high school band director or high school chorus teacher—I feel like if you're going to be a music educator, those people end up being such huge influences on your life. You're mm-hmm. with that person for four years, mm-hmm. so—and
1: uh, with Tony, he was my first band director.
0: That's so interesting I had too. Him
1: in at Katoa Elementary, and then I had him again in the sixth grade building way back when it was the 6th grade building. And he was the band director then. And we had a a student teacher too. So I had him in 6th grade. Then I had Will Harrigan in 7th and 8th grade. And then I had Tony again. Now, funny funny story. I've told this to Christine. In 8th grade, I was afraid to sign up for a high school band. Hmm. And I knew Tony. I knew everything. But I... Was like I, I can't do marching band. That marching mm. band scared me, and so I did not sign up for for high school band. And then I got a call over the summer, you know, for band camp, and we've got your name. And then I was I didn't sign up. I was so defiant because I was afraid. And my mom, oh well, here you go. And so I went to band camp, and of course loved it and come to find out my mom worked at the middle school and yeah. she fished out my sign up schedule for high school and she changed it and she put band on there because it was not on there
2: that's so, funny
1: yes so it's like this this you know this this world that you live in but also it's your your route of getting to where you need to be like you're you're slowly guided and things happen for a reason and put you where you need to be and you meet people that you're supposed to meet along your journey um and my mom definitely put me on that journey and then with tony saying at the spring concert and lisa's gonna be a music teacher and i was well i am okay and it all you need is that one person to believe that you can do it Mm. And for for me, it was my mom. It was Tony. It was that piano teacher in college who told me that she didn't think I was going to make it. And by God, I was going to show her I could. Um, and I ended up getting an A in piano. Uh, but you're you know along your journey, you know who has guided you, who has shown you, and it's kind of like you get bumped this way and you get bumped that mm. way. Uh, so, and as you know. 35 years later, you know, I can reflect back and go, that was a significant, you know, piece to yeah, my journey. Yeah, sure. You know, this was a significant piece to my journey. Mm. Uh, and, and as a musician, you you grow all the time. As a teacher, you grow all the time. Because if you don't, then you shouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah, no, big time. Now, I I definitely think that's interesting because this... Those moments, I think, are huge. Just those little teeny moments.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't remember if I've talked about this before, but I, I, this was probably 10 years ago now. We had a beginning of the year speaker come in. And I honestly think I was one of the few people that actually liked her. Mm-hmm. I, th- because it was all about, um, snapshots. Mm hmm. And musical moments, not even musical moments. Excuse me. It was just like you don't know when you're going to make that connection with a student, right? Mm-hmm. And she likened it to movies. So it was interesting. She'd be, like, she'd say, like, "We're going to need a bigger boat."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaws. You know,
0: I'm the king of the world.
1: King of the world. Yes. Yes. All the, you know, mm-hmm. all these,
0: you know. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't, can't refuse, refuse. Mm-hmm. and like all these little, just literally little. Once you know, you had me at hello. Mm-hmm. Just all these little movie quotes that are like a sentence. Some of them just a couple words, right? And you you remember, life is like a box of chocolates. You remember the right. entire. You know exactly what movie that's from, right? And it's one line, mm-hmm. right? So, and so like you can in the middle of one class out of an entire year of class, have one line that sticks out to a student. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was great just because I know that in my life, there's definitely been lots of those little moments that mm-hmm. little things like, uh, here's a great one from, from Tony Stevens, for example, you know, I remember like, you know, somewhere around, you know, sophomore junior or whatever you know and i'm like ooh, i can play all these high notes this is really cool i'm just gonna play high notes in like every tune and so like we're playing like in the mood you know we're playing in the mood and like i went up to like instead of a d at the end i went to play an, and i played an f you know and tony just goes you probably don't need to rewrite glenn miller <laughs>
1: Sounds like Tony. You know what I mean? And
0: it's like, and that one like stuck with me. I was like, yeah, you know, it's a pretty famous tune. You could probably just do it how it's written. You know what I mean? And it's like, and like, honestly, I think from that day on, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I never really thought about it like that, you know? And, uh, you know, but every, you know, any, any trumpet player that like all of a sudden discovers they can play high notes is like, they always try to do it on every tune.
1: Yeah, well, I remember. And speaking of trumpet players, as a freshman, because uh, Brad Mutzinard was the band director, my freshman and sophomore year, and Tony was the assistant, and he brought in this guy who was a trumpet player with Maynard Ferguson, and his he married a girl who lived in Osterville. I want to say her name was Candy. I, I
0: her her name. It? Is Cindy. Oh,
1: Cindy. Oh, I was close. And she
0: works right. at the Osterville Library. You're kidding! She's still around. Okay. And, well, the, he and the guy in, was Alan Wise.
1: That's it. So yeah. he came in and literally <laughs> so I was I don't know if I was a freshman or a sophomore. And it was, you know, we banned 740 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So a dude comes in and Trumpet is in the case. Right? And he's like standing up there on the podium and He's oh I play for Maynard. Now Brad Mutzenar was a huge Maynard fan. Huge. So mister your band director asked me to come in and talk about it. and literally he's just you could tell he just finished a cigarette before he came in and then he's drinking coffee, opens the case throws the mouthpiece in and just starts screaming. We all went, whoa. And of course me, I grew up on Herb but I'm like, this is great. <laughs> but I'll never forget it. Never forget it. It was whoa. And then all of a sudden my love affair for Maiden Ferguson began. <laughs> so maybe I should have been a trumpet player, but man
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fun like there's been two occasions Mm-hmm. I've met other people that played on Maynard's band with Alan Wise. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I met Dennis de Blasio, who played Barry, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, hey, yeah. And I was like, you know, I know Alan Wise. Alan Wise slipped over my house one time and gave me a lesson. It was really cool. And he's like, oh, hey, is he still with Cindy? And I was like, no, no, that's not right. And so then I meet, oh, what was the guy's name? Dave... Massini or Mancini, whatever mm-hmm. he played drums on Maynard's band mm-hmm. and I was like oh I was like I've seen you uh, there's this great video of you playing with Maynard at the Playboy Jazz Fest it's incredible and you know he's like oh Portuguese love song I could play that in my sleep still you know and I was like, Yeah, Alan Wise, I knew Alan Wise and he's like, Oh, Cindy Like, <laughs> I, was like I don't know if Cindy went on tour with him all the time oh, or whatever. Okay. It's just so funny.
1: Well the only reason that I knew was that because he was in town and she they were visiting her parents. So that was the only connection. Yeah. You know, he said, Well, you know, my my wife is you know, grew up here or whatever it was, from Austerville, so your band director, you know, knew I was in town and asked me to come in. Well, that's
0: funny. She obviously loves music because I don't know if you know this, but like the Cape Conservatory Jazz Band just mm-hmm. got kicked out of the conservatory, and and she made a room for them at Osterville Public Library. And yeah, I've seen that they rehearsed there, and that's where why. they're rehearsing, and that's yeah, why I wondered why. So it's pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so good for her. And actually, the funny thing is, is uh. I went to see Maynard um, on. Oh, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, we just got surprised by uh, a guy doing my windows. Oh, um, um, you saw Maynard. Oh, I went to see Maynard at down at Christine's down Cape mm-hmm. um, years ago, and she was there. You know, so she just obviously. she just obviously just okay. loves the loves the mm-hmm. the idiom which is great and that's what I love I love that's the thing I love most about um, doing town band and adult groups mm-hmm. I love that you know 80% of our bands found with town band and Cape Cod Concert Band are non-music educators non non-mus- I don't want to say non-musicians but not you know music is not their career mm-hmm. but they love music and obviously the people that come to the shows I've been blown away with how many people come to those performances uh recently I'm really pumped about it.
1: I had to get um, to found of town band earlier I couldn't even get I was there a half hour early and I, the it, place was it, packed
0: unbelievable i yes. i'm I'm floored uh-huh. by that i'm I'm really proud of it I'm really happy about it and um I'm so happy that you play in it too oh, I, I appreciate so it. I'm glad you do. You know, and when I'm, you
1: mentioned Christine's restaurant, they used to have all kinds of bands there. I remember I saw Tower of Power there.
0: Yeah, was, like, it's isn't great. that so cool? And and I'm too I'm too young for Johnny Yee's like mm, that. Yeah. They used to have Maynard there. I know yeah. that they. I want to say some other people said uh, Buddy Rich had played there. Like, um, what was the other band? I... Someone said they saw a play there. I never went to Mm. get
1: Johnny E's, but I do know. Yeah, remember? I I mean, and now
0: they like it's not even there anymore. The building isn't even there. But that was another place where people used to come and and play like decent Mm. acts. Like, oh, I think Count Basie maybe. Anyways, I mean, how cool would that have been? Mm. I just love that about adults being still involved in music. That's always, I know, like the students that I teach are not going to always be. You know, music majors and everything, but Mm -hmm. I love that. I just want them to be able to appreciate it. And then, you know, maybe I'll go to a symphony concert or maybe Mm -hmm. I'll go to a Cape Cod concert band or Falmouth Town Band or Mm -hmm. some other community band concert.
1: Well, there's a bunch of the Falmouth Town Band Mm -hmm. that are my former students, and one's a music major. The rest of them, it's the love of playing and the love of, you know, coming together and making something bigger than you. I always preach that in choir and in band it's not about you it's all of us coming together and creating something bigger than us and that's they get that they get that and I I like being just a small cog in the wheel too mm-hmm. because when we all come together it's just it's magic it's special and I love playing for you. It's like full circle, you know. For you know, I'll tell Tony, oh, Tom's conducting this, and for for, and it'll always be the wind ensemble. So I send him, you know, the program. Look at what we're playing, and he's he looks it up and he's listening to it. And you know, for him, it's like we're his kids. He never had kids, so hmm. we're his kids. So he just feels so happy. And I I go, you know, it's great having Tom, and it's great to play, to be in the wind ensemble again. That's.
0: I know, right? It's so cool. I, I remember joining that group at the, like it was for the spring concert my freshman year. Mm-hmm. And this is how silly this is. But I, the, the thing I remember most about that is we played, I think it was Sea Songs. Mm-hmm. And I was playing.
1: Was Jimmy Miller in it then?
0: No. Oh, see, no, when I, I was in him. high
1: school. Jimmy Miller and Ty both were in it, but Jimmy Miller was first chair. And then what was funny is, is I ended up having Jimmy's daughter in middle school, and she played oboe. And so I would say, "Oh, I had the biggest crush on your dad when I I was a junior (laughs) in high school." (laughs) That's funny, (laughs) but that's when he was doing the Gringos. The Gringos. We had the Gringos. We had and that conservatory wind ensemble with Ty and Jimmy in it was crazy when i was in high school but we had a couple of high school kids like stan played trombone in it and um richie schultz played trombone so they had they had high school kids in that conservatory jazz ensemble too Mm -hmm. yeah no the the conservatory
0: jazz ensemble was great when i was in high school yes
1: we had such uh, opportunities because like i said you played in the wind ensemble i played in the wind ensemble i mean it really propelled us and it, it opened our world up too
0: yeah, no, that was it again, it was just like that next level up mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, okay. I you know, I joined this group and I'm I'm not the best trumpet player right. in there, you know. And so that was it was good.
1: Yeah, that's how you become better. You play with people who are better than you.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um so fast forward now you become the born high school band director but along with being the band director, now you're chorus teacher. Chorus
1: teacher. And I so you had been te- you've
0: been teaching for how long? Never teaching chorus. Well, I guess elementary you probably elementary, had a chorus. I did chorus yeah, yes,
1: but that's a totally different animal. Yeah. You know? But thankfully I sang in high school and and so that helped that I knew yeah. the high school repertoire. But when I got to born, see, I had been riffed yet again at Barstable. Yeah. And prior to that last time that I was riffed, we did the Save the Music.
0: Yeah. And oh, yeah. Remember
1: that? And that was really like, save Lisa and Ira. <laughs> yeah. Right. Honest to God. And then the parents, the band parents, went crazy raising money and they got enough money for the R2 salaries for the next year. But they just kept cutting in instrumental music and then they would, you know, oh, we'll find money. You'll be back. And so by the time it was like the third time that I'd gotten riffed at the end of the year. And I had seniority over all of these other music teachers, but they were oh no, they they teach um, you know, general, general music. music. But, oh but, yes. My. And I said it's the same degree, it's the same certification. And, no, no, you are an instrumentalist. And, no, I but it, the in the union was oh, behind my. them, not me. So Really? Yes, yes. So It was the third time, and mind you, I'm single. I owned my own house. I had two other jobs trying to make, you know, everything work with my mortgage, and I finally was, um, okay, I'm sick of getting ripped every year. Yeah. So the born job came up. I applied, and I was crazy because I walked in to the first interview, first interview, and there was a 15-piece, a 15-person, excuse me, 15-person, you know, group that I had to answer questions. And I walked in and went, whoa, you guys are serious? That was my opening thing. Like, whoa, look at all these people. there were teachers, there were students, there were uh, parents of the, of the booster club. I mean, it was intense. And I just did my thing and I thought, well, we'll find out. And I got the job and coming to find out I was teaching one class a day. Full time. They were giving me a full-time salary, and I was writing curriculum for future music classes. So in the meantime, there was no chorus. Chorus was not a class at the school. It was an after-school club. Oh. Yes, which I found really odd.
0: Super odd.
1: Yes. So
0: Had, had Bonnie taught that before, or was that someone else? No,
1: Mary did an after-school club. Bonnie, oh, okay.
0: From what I
1: understand, Bonnie got
0: that. I do remember that. Okay, that's right. I do remember so,
1: that. So, Mary did an after-school chorus club, and it was basically it was the theater kids, and she would they would yes. do show tunes. So there was no like repertoire going on. Yeah. So in the meantime, I'm writing curriculum. I'm getting to know. The kids, trying to recruit kids to get them to come back to music because there was no music there at all for a year. Right, right. Like they shut it down completely. Yes. So I had to start. So literally, my band was seven kids. And, and then I was. I was doing study hall. I was doing, you know, lunch duty. I was doing this. And if anybody, if you had a Zildjian shirt on, I was like, hey, I see yeah. you wearing a Zildjian shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you, or you even, an,
0: I'll even take a Nirvana shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was it. Like, <laughs> oh, do you want
1: to play guitar? So I was like, uh, anybody in study hall, I would ask them, so what do you think? What do you think? And they wanted a guitar class. Like, okay, so actually in middle school, I took guitar lessons with Will Harrigan. So I did have some guitar, you know, un- Under my fingers, okay, guitar, I can do guitar. And then, you know, band, and then music theory. Let's try music theory. I was trying anything. But what was interesting, you know who I had access to that one year? Reagan Paras, Mm. And he came to me and said, where have you been? And I'm like, here I am. And so I said, oh, you should be auditioning for Southeast. And he goes, what's Southeast. And I said, okay, here we go. And I got him, you know, the Southeast piece. And then I said, listen, here's what you need to work on is sight singing. And, of course, no sight singing. You didn't know what I was talking about. And I basically said, listen, I can show you the basics. and You're going to audition in two months, right? And I go, but your piece will be great. Your ear is good. I mean, you have a beautiful sound. You should get in anyway. But... Southeast, I mean the sight reading is gonna kick your butt. And if you know that going in, you do your best. So he did and he made it and, and you know, now he's a professor at Berkeley uh College of Music. But he, you know, remembers he says, You were mm, like right up yeah. front with me and he goes and I'll never forget you saying to me the sight singing is your weakest point and you need to work on that. And he goes, And now I can sight sing like a bugger. I yeah. took my weakness and I made it my strength because of what you said to me. So it was kinda cool.
0: Yeah, nice. You
1: know, the thing that I've learned over the years is that you 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 make a difference with different kids and you don't even realize it. Like they tell you later, like Reagan telling me later, you know, and, and, and I got Reagan into into Anna Maria. I said, listen, because he had no music. It was eliminated from the school. And I said, okay, this is what you need. This is what you need. This is the professor, blah, blah, blah. And he got in and then he took over after that, which I knew he would. So he went to Anna Maria and then he, you know, graduated and he was um, a professor at Anna Maria and now he's a professor at at, uh, Berkeley. But you, you do these things along the way with certain kids and you invest in them like, okay, I'm going to. I see this in you and I did this with you. I mean, you invest in these kids because you see something and they don't see it. And and they did it. Somebody did it for me too. Tony did it for me. Um, and it's just so important. And you make these connections with kids. I'll never forget. There's this one kid who wouldn't talk to me and he was a great drummer. But he couldn't, wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't talk to me. I'm like, how do I make a connection with this kid? And he, he he wore he always wore and back then it was WWF he wore a WWF wrestling shirt all the time I'm like okay this is it so literally every Monday night I was watching wrestling
0: <laughs> 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 so I
1: got so I knew everybody right so he came in one day and I'm like oh did you see WWF last night can you believe Stone Cold Steve Austin did this and he looked at me you watch them. Like, oh yeah, I go. The British bulldogs. Those guys are my favorite, though. You know, and it's, I knew everybody, mm-hmm. and he—that way, he's was my best friend. After that, yeah. And then he went on, and he played, and he, you know, he did other things. But it was just you do these things, so you make connections with kids, and sometimes it, it's not even music. It's wrestling. It's yeah. you know, you find out. You go to their baseball game. It mm-hmm. go to the basketball game. It's just all these connections, but they make a difference. And this kid's lives. And then what I've learned, and I know you've learned it too, the connection and the relationship that you build with these kids, they will do nothing to ruin that. They, yeah. it's just, it's like the only, re- this the reason they come to school sometimes. Oh, yeah. They know they have you that day, going to school.
0: I definitely, I use, I, because I, most of the kids I have will do some sort of sport,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And, uh, you know, I would, I always was you know an athlete and and a musician which was really really difficult and Mm -hmm. I want I've been really proud of like in Falmouth you know you can you can do all the sports Mm -hmm. and play music and you know it doesn't get in your way like you know a lot of the old old school programs you know I'm glad that we've gotten away from that yeah I think, born I think, is like that too I think down south and down south in the midwest it still is like that it's like you can't really do a fall sport and be in band which is unfortunate you know
1: well I've seen where literally they they wearing their fa- their football uniform and they're playing their trumpet at halftime yeah so I've seen like Texas
0: oh that's where good they, yeah, yeah where
1: they do both
0: oh that's good yeah
1: they're literally marching with their, yeah. <laughs> their I mean, there's football been, there's been people in Falmouth that
0: have done that mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. So I, I, I do love that, um, definitely. And so I always try to, like, you know, there was a girl that plays across, You know, my daughter played mm-hmm. co- played college lacrosse. So there's a girl who plays across, And I was like, oh, Tess, you know, because she's been working on the solo. And I'd be like, yeah, I might let you play the solo. But I sort of need you to, like, score a left-handed goal. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like you got to work on your left hand. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I, and I don't know that she needed to but she's a fifth grader and, yeah. and usually kids are only one handed when that yeah. that age so yeah. I'm like and so she came she comes back to me like a week and a half later, she's like, School to go with my left hand. Yesterday. <laughs> <That's the> best, <laughs> it's it? awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh well, I think you're ready for the she was ready for the soul already, but you yeah. know, I'm just like egging yeah. around a little bit and um
1: No, it's that other piece that, you know, you get to know them and it's just that relationship that you build with kids mm. and aren't we lucky that this is this yeah, is our job i know it is this great. is our job we get to hang out with these kids and and i would say after covid kids are different mm. um I've, things are different but i feel like they're coming back
0: yeah yeah
1: does that make sense yep
0: no absolutely i i different i feel like it's uh it'll be easier and quicker for the older kids to come back like i Man, I'll tell you, that the kids, some of them were just so closed off. Yeah, and... they, they
1: want you at arm's length.
0: Yeah, too much technology. Yep. And... and they don't know how to talk to a person. Yeah, yep. it's a bummer. I, they'll yeah. get it. They'll get it. But
1: Yeah, we're getting there. It took me yeah. a while, though, for, to win <laughs> yeah. them back.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: It took me a while to win them back. And the first thing I tell them, and I have some tricky ones, I'll call them. Some tricky ones that are problems for other people. And... I tell him the first day, he says, so this is how this works. I said, the rules are, you know, the rules and regs. The rules are, I'm going to treat you the way I want you to treat me. I'm going to trust you until you teach me that I can't. I said, and just so you know, you automatically have my trust now. Rebuilding after you lose it is 10 times harder. And they go, oh, and I never have a problem Never, because they totally know. I go, I'm going to treat you like gold, because that's how I want you to treat me. And I do. I treat them like gold. I give them all the respect in the world. I talk to them. I have a wonderful time with them. And they give it right back to me. And people walk into my classes and go, whoa, you have so-and-so. I'm like, yeah, they're great. You want to hear them play? And they go, what? Go ahead, play. And then they play. And the teachers have no idea.
0: Yeah. No, I, I get that all the time too. Isn't that it great? That will be like, Hey, let me know if you need any help with so-and-so. i be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Cause I don't like, you know, I, I don't have them every day. Like you do. I have them like, you know, every other day or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and I, I'm like, I don't have, I don't have an issue nope. with, with them at all. Okay. I, that's interesting that mm-hmm. you do. I've, I've never seen that. Exactly, you know, and so that that is always good. I'm always happy about that. You know, I I I had some kids. I had to I had to work. I did some really different things this year with kids I've never had to do, and one of them like took me a lot longer. Mm-hmm, than normal, but but I will say, and it's crazy because he's really talented, like such a good musician.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But like you know, you get him in the the 80 person band and he doesn't want to stop playing. Oh yeah. So if I be like clarinets and flutes, let me hear this part. He's practicing something else in the, cl- I'm like, that's can't not going to work, yeah, man.
1: Sorry. Dude. S-
0: yeah. So I was like, yeah, I had to like come up with a reward system and stuff Like, that, which is really something very different than I've ever really done, you know, mm-hmm. but, but did it whatever and yeah, it did work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he was a lot, a lot better. So it was, it was good.
1: Isn't it funny how you have, you have to come up. You're still reinventing yourself. Like me, 35 years, I'm still reinventing. But I still have that energy for it. And, yep. you know, I, 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 every year I keep rebuilding them. Uh, yep. You know, that's the other that. thing with COVID is the rebuild, rebuild, oh, rebuild. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. As an instrumentalist. The chorus, you always going to have kids that can sing. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they haven't didn't sing in, in middle school. They can still sing. Yeah. It's different with an yeah. instrument. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's funny thing is it doesn't really affect me just because I do the younger kids now, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, and I've talked to some people and I'm like, y- you got to do easier music. Yes. You got to do it. Yep. Just do, and that's what I did. Do easier music. It's not the end of the world. That's nope. where that's the level they're at. And yes. they're, they're not. They're not going to want to keep doing band. They're not going to have fun. They're mm-hmm. not going to learn anything mm-hmm. if you're doing, you know, you're like, well, I want to do the grade four, grade yeah, but five. It's not Don't do it.
1: No, nope, it's not happening. It. It's not worth no, it. No, it's not happening. And that's what I had to do. I had to do the flex band, yeah. easy stuff. And so then they had success and then they were happy. And then you kind of start to yep. transition. So literally, you're doing grade one and a half in September, because that's really where the incoming people were. Mm-hmm. And then I had, okay, one four at the end of the year. Like, okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah. But it's, ooh, it, it was a lot of, you know, okay, they don't know the names of the notes. So if I said, okay, are the B's flat or the B natural? They're like, what's a B? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, yeah, and so you really are going back and, okay, this is it, this is what this, this is it. And so it's a lot of rebuild. And not something that you normally do at the high school level, but it had to be done. So here we go, let's do it. This is it. In the meantime, the chorus is you know phenomenal, and uh, and, they, and they're getting all kinds of accolades, which they should. They sounded great, and it's funny because you know you get these calls from everybody in the community. They want the band. They want the band. And I'm like, no, dude, you don't want the band. <laughs> not this year. But I'll give you the chorus. And they, oh, okay. And the chorus comes out, and they go, whoa. You know, it's just, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so you want to give the best that you can for the community, and the band wasn't it this year. and And that's okay. Yeah. But it's not like they weren't learning and they weren't doing their best. It's Mm -hmm. just that it was taken away from them. You know, that whole foundation was ripped out, and so now I've got to build that. And people don't see that at the high school level. The high school level is not, we're building the foundation and we're learning the names of the notes. Uh, So... You know, it's. I was. I was glad that I could still give them something. You know, people that ask, "Well, could we have this?" Well, the chorus can do this, and they can show up, and and so you still want to be able to put out to the community. You know, this is what the school's doing, um, but it's still good quality. Because if I were to bring out what I had, they go, "How come the band's so small? How come this? How come that?" I mean, my my fifty piece band is long gone. You know, you so twenty twenty. I graduated 18 seniors out of the band and I got one kid in and then we couldn't play. And so then 2021, I graduated 16 seniors out of the band and I got two kids and they couldn't play. And then 2022, I graduated 14 kids out of the band. So it was all of these big power, peak powerhouse classes of numbers too. And you're getting one, two. And so now you've got a band of, well, Yeah, those three seniors are gone, and now you got a band of <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and
1: it's it's and the instrumentation is not right, sure so you, you're just doing the best you can and yep. people in the outside world don't get that. I yeah. always say that everybody is a is they know about school because well they went to school you know they' <laughs> they're, yeah. they all know but you don't know <laughs> no. so you know it's 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 tough to try to You know, circumvent. You know, what what they think is really happening in schools, and what is really happening. But if I can give you something, I'm going to. uh, I mean, my guitar class was crazy good this year. I Mm. had them last year as guitar one, and this year for guitar two, and they all now play. And. They just would jam all year, and they would play different things. And no, and funny. I would walk around and go, okay, work on this. Oh, you really need to fix this. And, and that was the class, which that's what you want.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: And then we did a big cabaret, and they all played, and everybody was, this is great. Yeah, because they're really doing it now. I mean, we're, we're teaching music, we're doing things, we're making relationships, but you don't know that you saved a kid. Until like graduation day, and their mom gives you, you know, a card and a a bracelet with a little like lifesaver on it, and she's like, "You saved my son." I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." She goes, "The note explains it." I'm like, "Okay," and of course, I go through graduation, get in the car to leave, and I'm crying, reading this note about this kid who I had for four years and who was, you know, like captain of the football team and. And I guess he had such an awful eighth grade that the summer going into his freshman year, he wanted to kill himself. He had a plan, everything. And I, I mean, when she told me, before I read the letter, I said, I didn't do anything. She goes, no, you did. And I went, okay. So she explained this in the letter to me, and, you know, crying, and it says, and he was a freshman, and he was going to kill himself. And then he went to band, and he didn't want to go eat in the cafeteria. So you were like, oh, you can eat lunch in here with me. And he did, and his friend joined him. And they had lunch with me, and they never—they weren't talking to me. They were just hanging out. You know, come on. We had the band room when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. You had the lounge. We had the, I had the band room. That was my place where I hung out it wasn't the band room, it was choir room. And little by little, they would have lunch with me and they'd bring in other kids. I'm fine. And not again, not having lunch with me, I'm sitting at my desk. And then I had the two practice rooms. And I said, hey, guys, you want if you want to you take one of the practice rooms and make it into like your hangout area, you know, go ahead. Nobody's practicing in there. It's storage. You clean it out. They clean it out. They vacuum, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, now the kid is like, this is his place. This is where he feels safe. He's no longer talking about suicide. He becomes, you know, a, a leader in the in the ensemble through the years. I have him for four years. He's captain of the football team his senior year. No idea. Mm. And all because, mm, can you can eat lunch with me, sure. And I have, uh, on certain days, I have 25 to 30 kids eating lunch in the band room with me. Mm. And they bring their friends. And I, the rule is, if I don't know, you have to introduce them to me and that's it yep. so I learned their name and, and that's it it's that's because we had that
0: that's a great way to recruit too oh well, yeah <laughs>
1: yeah but still it's just okay and then you see them like singing with their friend and I go hey how come you're not in chorus um and all they need is someone to say oh, you a great yeah. voice you should be in chorus next thing you know they're in chorus
0: what are some of your give me your top top one or two musical memories
1: Well, one big one was, um, for All all Cape, many years ago, they did this Imperata Overture, and I just loved it. And I bought it, and I thought, one day I'm going to play this with my high school band. I just loved it. And I bought it, and I had it for years.
0: Claude T. Smith? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had it for years, and I didn't have the right ensemble. I had one ensemble that was close. And we did like we did the folk song suite, we did the Cajun folk songs, you know that was, but they they it wasn't Emperada. So 2020, that group of 18 seniors and they played. You have a lot of them in town band. And I said, I pulled that out, Emperada overture. I pulled it out the day after the December concert. And Literally, I had the score and I'm hugging the score, and they go, "They know me," so they go, "You got a new, you got a friend there." I go, "This is an old friend. I have wanted to do this piece forever, and I haven't had the right ensemble to do it, and I think I do." And I handed it out, and they're like, "What's seven, eight, nine, eight? Don't worry, we'll work through that." Because I had, first of all, I had. All the clarinets. And you and I have talked. If you don't have clarinets, you can't play anything. Your first clarinet section dictates what you can play for concert band music. You can have killer trumpets, killer percussion, but if your clarinets don't play, forget it. I had a whole row of clarinets. And from the first chair to the last chair, they all played. And it was like, mmm. And then I I had everything. I had the horn. I had the trumpets. I had percussion. I had the trombones. This was it. So I hand it out, and of course I play a recording, and they're following along, listening, and you know, and, and like, okay, this is one, two, three, one, two, one, two, blah, blah. Write this in, blah, 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 and then they fell in love with it, and then, thankfully, we did the all bands night. It was right before the world shut. Oh, out. that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the day before, yeah. and the mine, controversy.
0: Mine was supposed to be the next day,
1: and it shut down.
0: And yes, and. I had loaded up the truck, uh-huh. the truck left, and as the truck pulled into the high school, they got a phone call and said, nope, bring it back.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. And so we were just going to do, we weren't going to do anything too fancy. <clears throat> so we didn't want to scare the kids. And the last minute I said, we're doing emperada." And, and it's March. So it wasn't perfect, but it was close. I said, we need to get it out there and practice it. And, you know, if we can do it in a gym, we can do it anywhere. And thank God we did it because the next day we were done and I wouldn't have been able to. And I have a recording of it and more so oh, good. good, even in a gym, even in a gym. But then after two years, we did an, I did an alumni band concert. So that probably would be another huge memory for me was and it just happened. We did an alumni band concert. So all those kids like 2020, 2021 who didn't have a spring concert, a spring senior concert, they did. But then oh, yeah. I was pulling in people who were now in, you know, who like Darius is in med school and you know, I had all these kids, kids, my kids, you know, from born who are now almost 30 and the, and they all came back. And it was I just hugged everybody. Mm. The first, we had two rehearsals, and everybody would come in, and I was hugging, and and then I just started playing because again I went two years of no music, and now all of a sudden I could play whatever I wanted. Mm. And we played, we played Empirada, and we played um, uh, folk song suite, and we did all this stuff, and I was just in my glory. And we ended with we did a whole. It was like you know it would be like the wind ensemble. So we had an intermission, and we ended with you know. Christmas festival. <laughs> and then we encored with Sleigh Ride. I mean, it was yeah. just, we could, I could play anything. And it was so much fun. And I just, it was like seeing your legacy in front of you and seeing all of your kids who aren't kids, you know, but yeah. in my, I mean, for you, you're still a kid. In my heart, you know, it's just seeing that was just, it was a big one.
0: What's, um, what's in your, what's in your car radio?
1: Oh, my, okay. So I have CDs in my car.
0: <laughs> what? In I that do, car? Yes, That's a like a CD new car. For, it's,
1: it's 2018. Yeah. It's, um, I do have CDs in there. I, what's in my car radio? You know, I have a very eclectic mix. Yeah, me too. Of stuff. And I always tell this to the kids. Um, we did a, a music manifesto for the chorus kids for their final project and it was basically they had to tell me what music meant to them or what music means to others or how music affects you blah 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 and I go and that could be you could do a painting, you could do lyrics blah, blah, so all these different things and the kids did incredible stuff so they, made, they said you gotta do one too so okay so I decided to do song lyrics that like stop me in my tracks and well, the first one i did was mambo i had to and that was all it said was mambo you know just certain things that stop you um the lyrics from the nearness of you that stops me um just certain lyrics where you just stop breathing so and I, I tease the kids. I said, "So, what do you play when you got to clean your room?" And so mm. they, so they go, "What do you play?" I go, "Well, I hate to do the dishes, so if I'm doing the dishes, I play Bon Jovi, and then I, if it's not Bon Jovi, it's West Side Story, because <laughs> I'm dancing around and I'm doing my thing and I'm singing all the lyrics. But I have such a mix of musicals and." concert band literature and chorus um you know i, I what's in my I, 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 curtis steigers i love him he's got this raspy voice and he plays a crazy saxophone so good so i have like a curtis steiger cd in there i, do, I totally have a bon jovi cd in there um i don't know what's in there
0: sex mob plays <laughs> i waiting
1: for sex mob <laughs> <laughs> Pete drove me crazy with Sex Mob. I was so awful. <laughs> if anybody
0: doesn't know what Sex Mob is by the way, it's sort of a funk band and the leader, I don't know if it's a leader, but like the lead trumpet player. The the trumpet player and it plays slide trumpet. It's and awful. it just doesn't right, it just doesn't quite work. It just it's oh my gosh. And,
1: P-9. My and like, Pete I. My husband Pete Such opposite we I hate his music. I absolutely hate it. And I just get in the car sometimes. I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't play this. We have to find a middle ground because I'm in such a bad mood. Oh
0: my gosh! The best one. The best one is. Wait, is it nobody does it better? Yes, that's the one. Nobody does
1: it better. Yes.
0: (laughs) pa and so it's bad. just something about the attacks on that instrument oh, so it's, bad. it's i remember walter chestnut at, at umass when he would he had lost the use of his fingers mm-hmm. and he's like oh well, i'll just switch to slide trumpet and he's like i can't do it yeah he so he literally would play he would just tilt his hand to the side and mm-hmm. just play with that mm-hmm. because he can move his arms yeah so he'd just like play with one finger and other than not being able to play, like, a low D or, like, a, and even with a two and three, he would, like, mess around. He could play better than half the kids in, yeah. at, at UMass just with, like, one finger. It was pretty crazy. But, uh, oh, well, thank you so much for coming over. Well, I appreciate thanks. it. I hope the traffic wasn't so bad. Actually, it was fine. Thanks for listening to the Everything Music Ed Podcast. Be sure to check out future episodes as we talk to other educators from different teaching environments and cover areas of instruction such as concert band, jazz band, marching band, chorus, orchestra, general music, music tech, special needs, and much more. The theme music for the Everything Music Ed Podcast is Jig, composed and arranged by Wally Minko. Jig is performed by Wayne Bergeron, and can be found on his album, Full Circle. The Everything Music Ed podcast logo was created by Sarah Goulart.